Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organisation and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change, and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game-changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. (laughs) Let's get started. What would you say was a major highlight for you this year? What about a low? Do you want to know mine? (laughs) In this week's episode, which is the last one for the year, the last one for 2022, I thought it would be fun to reflect on the year that's been and to kind of do a year in review with you. Let me say straight away, this isn't a practical change management how-to episode. If you're looking for one of those, you're going to have to skip back a couple of episodes. We've done plenty of those on the podcast this year and last year as well. So I'm sure that you're going to find just what you're looking for. Instead, this is more about me opening up as a founder and managing director of a growing business and sharing some of the biggest ups and downs of the past year. I love listening to these types of episodes when other folks are brave enough to do them. And so I hope that you love this too. If you're a leader, a people manager, if you work with stakeholders of all kinds in your role, or if you're a founder or a consultant, I'm hoping that there'll be plenty in here uh, that you're going to be able to relate to. I've never shared anything like this before on the show. This is the most personal episode I've ever recorded. Okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. And then I think we should just get stuck in. So (sighs) let's go. I think we should start with the lows. There's two experiences in particular from this year that felt so hard for me at the time. They really, really tested me. Of course, they both resulted in heaps of growth and there were plenty of silver linings and I'll tell you about them. But at the time, man, were they tough, tough. Okay, so... The first one, at the beginning of the year, I had to have a series of very challenging conversations with a client. Now, let me say to kind of set the context here, after more than 20 years in the field, I've experienced all kinds of crazy things. For example, I remember many, many years ago, way back when I was a junior consultant with a private consulting company, a client rushed out of her office after a call with her boss. She was panicking and she started yelling at the top of her lungs at me and the senior consultant that I was working there, right there on the floor with no warning in front of everyone. Everyone turned around and look, she was so loud. I didn't know what to do. God, the senior consultant was there and they took charge and they managed the situation with incredible skill and grace. I learned so much that day. And of course, these days I understand that change is stressful and people under stress do all kinds of things outside of their normal character. These days, you know, I feel like I've been around the block. I feel comfortable in most situations and having most kinds of conversations, even ones that many other people would think of as kind of a bit challenging or a bit difficult or awkward. But I've got to say the first one of these conversations that I had with this client earlier this year 
my God, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I remember just feeling fear roll over me like a wave. I'm not going to go into detail about exactly what we were talking about, but let me just kind of say, I thought that folks might lose their jobs on the spot and that I was going to need to be the one to tell them that. Oh, even just thinking about it now, my heart drops a little bit. Oh man, I was sweating, but I gave myself a good talking to. I got really clear on my key messages before I went into that meeting and I managed to hold it together. That conversation and the subsequent fallout really tested me. It tested my client management skills, my leadership capabilities, and my grit as well even though it was beyond stressful at the time. In retrospect, that experience was perhaps the biggest win of the year for me personally. As a result, I really got laser focused, really clear on my role as the leader of this business. What did that mean? Look, I was already an experienced senior executive, but after that experience, I just feel like I personally stepped up in so many ways. I got a lot stricter with my calendar and the conversations that I needed to be in, those that I didn't need to be in. Behind the scenes, we also refined a lot of our systems, processes, and policies. I also introduced something that I called the Evercraft Conversation Series, which is a brand new in-house consulting capability development program that I lead specifically for early career consultants. And we've had great feedback on that. I love it. It's something I really enjoy. And I also doubled down on my desire to help people working in change and transformation, really to thrive and to do the best work of their careers. The second big low for me came around the middle of the year. We were in the final phases of negotiating a contract with a pretty small but very important government agency to help them deliver a really significant once-in-a-generation transformation program. A fantastic change manager had signed on for the role and contracts, uh, they'd all been exchanged. Everything was going great. But then at the 11th hour our fantastic change manager, who the client had totally fallen in love with as well, they pulled out. They let us know that they could no longer take on the role. Now, look, these things happen. No harm, no foul. No one was the bad guy. This is totally fine. This is a normal thing that happens in business. I've learned that when people are your business, anything can happen. And we let the client know. Of course, they were disappointed and they were so lovely. They were really understanding and they were so understanding, in fact, that they gave us 48 hours to find a replacement. And amazingly, we did. This felt like such a high at that time, you know, like in that 48 hour period. This was especially amazing because I'm very picky about only partnering with great, genuinely values aligned people and upholding the highest standards through our recruitment and onboarding process. But it felt like the stars aligned. We found someone great and the client loved them too. Oh my gosh, what a relief. (laughs) What a relief. But then at the 11th hour again, and this time for completely different reasons, the deal didn't work out again. For the record, no one was at fault. There was no foul play, no malintent. It just wasn't meant to be. After all, I'd originally thought the stars were aligned, but they didn't. And the deal just fell apart. I have never had that happen twice in a row. So close together. Oh my I just felt so embarrassed. It meant that we needed to go back to the lovely client again and let them know 
yet again that we weren't able to deliver on our promise. God, it was so awkward. That conversation hit me especially hard because I hate not being able to deliver for clients. I always want to keep my promises and I, you know, had kind of been feeling like that was a matter of pride for me. But in this case, I couldn't. It was just out of my control. Even so, I really took it personally. I felt like I had personally let them down. I know this sounds dramatic, but I just felt ravaged by that experience. And look, it probably didn't help that I had COVID-19 at the time and I was feeling dreadful. I should have been resting. I definitely should not have been working. It was a very, very bad couple of weeks. Oh, there were so many lessons out of this experience, this really low, bad kind of time. The first, it was a big reminder, just for me personally, to rest when I'm sick. This is something that I preach to everyone on the team and also people that don't work with us, that we aren't partnered with, that aren't suppliers. It's something that I think is really important. It's something I say that's really important. But for some reason, I thought I was exempt and I just wasn't walking my talk on that. If you're a founder listening to this, I bet that you immediately know what I mean. It's so hard, isn't it? I bet resting is really bloody tricky for you too. What else came out of it? We evolved our internal workflow and we really tightened up our processes, policies and our boundaries around the entire contract negotiation process, which honestly has been priceless for us as a result. It just makes life so much easier every day. So I guess they're some of the lows, the two big lows that really stand out for me this year, even though there were those silver linings when I was in it. Oh, dagger to the heart kind of moments. Alrighty. Let's think about the highs. So the first high that I want to mention is just partnering with a team of really exceptional humans. We have grown in just the right way this year. I personally feel like I have connected with wonderful, clever, funny, values-aligned, world-class change managers, communication specialists, facilitators, benefits managers, business analysts, so many people working in the change space. I'm not going to name drop just to respect their privacy, but to the folks that I have top of mind right now, if you are listening, I know that you know who you are. And I want to say a big, big thank you for being you. I love working with you and I could not be more thrilled that we have connected. It has honestly just been a highlight of my year, like way, way up there. I am stoked that you are part of Team Ever. To see you locked in, doing work that you're great at, building confidence and thriving. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. You're helping to bring the Ever vision to life. And that is so, so exciting. Still on Team, the professional and the personal growth, I think they go hand in hand. I just don't think professional growth exists without personal growth. But the growth that I have witnessed this year, and I mean witnessed as in, I just feel like I'm humbly standing there on the sidelines with my mouth hanging open in awe with team members. It has just been amazing. If you work in change management or you lead change, organizational change, you know it's not easy. Organizations that we support are typically sick. They've got a dark past. For example, quite often they have tried to deliver projects before or change before and it just hasn't worked. It's left a bad taste in people's mouth. Employees talk about organizational change using words like it was forced on them or like the change was something they had to endure. And stakeholders don't just 
just don't trust when we walk through the door. And, you know, people working in change, that can really take a toll on them personally. When you are supporting the people side of change, that means that you are being exposed to the emotions of people and change can bring up all of their stuff, including bringing up stuff for change managers and others working in that space. It's not an easy gig. And this is one of the reasons why I take professional development so seriously and why every day, and I that's not an exaggeration, every day I ask myself, how can we create even better, even stronger facilitating conditions to help our team working in the change management space to thrive? How can we do that? Everyone in the team is incredible, but I do want to do a special shout out to Matt Hunter, who is the winner of our 2022 Team Ever Squad Goals Award. If you're listening, well done, Hunter. You deserve this award so much. You're an incredible team member and you have done an exceptional job this year. Thank you for being you. We're all so very lucky to work with you. Okay, another high for me this year has been to do with my own professional development. This is me being very vulnerable here. I started the year with a very clear intent to focus on continuing to build my leadership capability. That low that I mentioned before early on in the year, it really lit a fire under my ass in this area. I realized it's not just about me anymore. I knew that I couldn't and I didn't want to just stay safe, ruled by my own fears or anxieties, my own comfort zone, or the way that I've always done things before. I know this is going to make me sound like a wanker, but I really had a realization that I owe it to the entire team, to this company, to everyone associated with Ever, and to the industry, the body of work, to get over myself, to elevate, and to just try to be the very best I can be. Committing to doing the work around this has been a huge investment for me in terms of both money and time. I'm not going to lie about that. Every week there's um, been time, every month there's been investment. Even though this is a path that I started on, you know, a few years ago in a really intentional kind of way, looking back, I can see how much my capacity as a leader has grown in the last 12 months. Of course, I'm still human. I always will be. And I'm, you know, I'm still working on it. I just think that leadership capability is one of those things we're always going to be working on. But I can see that my approach, the way I think about things, the way I act, the way I support people, the tough conversations that I'm comfortable having. Basically, my work in this space has impacted everything, everything I do at work. I want to say a big, big thank you to my executive coach, Amy Summers. She is masterful and I feel so supported by her and I just love working with her. She gets me. Not many people do. (laughs) A little while ago, we revisited a leadership capability assessment that I originally did last year to compare my results. I got to say, I feel so good about the results from that comparison. It was amazing to see the changes there on paper in black and white, building my capability in leadership feels like the best investment that I have made all year. Okay, there's one more high that I want to quickly mention, and that is our in-house ever-evolving masterclass series. Every month, an invited and, importantly, a paid guest expert facilitates a workshop just for our team. We've had the privilege of learning from the best of the best this year. As a woman-led business, it was important to me that we really focus on showcasing women experts from diverse backgrounds as well. And we've managed to do that this year. This year, we had great sessions with people like Sharon Pakir, Lorraine Murphy, Tanya Heaney-Voot, 
Amy Summers, Malloy and more. We had so many sessions. We've had sessions on the art of storytelling, crafting key messages and talking points, facilitating psychological safety in the workplace, goal setting, change management and the creative process, public speaking. And that's just a few of them. I'm so proud of bringing this non-boring, targeted, actually useful professional development program to life. Every session has definitely, definitely been a highlight of the year for me. Okay, I'll wrap up my 2022 highs there. Look, I guess the summary is that building a genuinely humanistic business and taking the perspective that business can be a force for good in the world can be really stressful and really fulfilling at the same time. It's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of fun doing what we can, which isn't everything, but you know, we're doing our best, doing what we can to help our people thrive and then actually seeing them thrive. There's nothing like that. Nothing. <laughs> and on the other side of the coin, it is expensive. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of care, a lot of intention. But for me, it's the only way. And I am stoked that it's a reality. I'm really excited to see where we go next year. Coming up next year, I've got plenty more podcast episodes coming your way. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for the first one back. And it's going to be late January, maybe early February. I need to look at the calendar. I'm going to be talking about change management trends to keep in mind for 2023 because there are some very clear, very specific trends I see coming up. I want you to know about them so you can keep them in mind. And of course, we're going to have plenty more expert interviews as well. We also have a few cool announcements early next year about the business and so many great things planned. I'm forecasting that next year is going to be a big one for ever-changing communication. I can't wait to see what's to come and to see, you know, how the plan matters is the reality. But before all of that, it's time for us to take a well-earned break. I'm taking a proper break. I'm going to be offline and I hope that you are too. Whatever your plans, I hope that you spend time with the people that you love and you get to do some of the things that bring you joy. Thank you so much for having me in your ears this year and for joining me and all of the guests on the New Way podcast. We are going to be back in 2023 and it's going to be so much fun. I already know some of the people we're interviewing and I just, I, I can't wait to share those conversations. But for now, I'll leave it there. I hope that you have the very best end of the year and the best that the season has to offer. Thank you so much. I'll see you in 2023. Bye for now. <laughs>